0: Welcome to week 22 All The Balls, Justin Miller, Connor Howe, Jake Platter. We are live, this time we're doing it from Jake's house, Jake's I'm family. Not on the screen. Now he is. Jake's family was nice enough to have us on the show here today. Jake's doing the recording. We have a special guest joining us in approximately one minute. Mari Hirschgordon is about to join the show. All The Balls, a graduate of Quinnipiac University. I actually met him through my sports broadcasting camp. We're really excited to have Mari Hirschgordon Gordon on the show here today guys you looking forward to this yeah this is gonna be really exciting i mean we've had some good
1: guests this is another great one he's gonna have a lot of knowledge uh hopefully he'll share it with us um maury's a young sports anchor so this is obviously i think an exciting opportunity for us i mean gather as much knowledge as we can
0: yeah we're about to call him he's from philadelphia he's covered wisconsin sports he's covered boston sports right now he covers uri providence he's done it all and here we go Mari Hirsch-Gordon joining all the balls. Week 22 about to get underway. What's
2: up, Justin?
0: Mari, how you doing? This is Justin Miller with Jake Platter and Connor Howe. What's going on? Thanks for joining us.
2: What's going on, guys?
1: How
0: are you?
1: Hey, Maury. It's uh, really nice to talk to you. Um, you guys
2: uh, too. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you? It's going really
0: good. We're uh, we're happy to have you on the show. Oh, you, you getting ready for the Providence game today?
2: Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've got Providence, Georgetown, uh, one o'clock, CBS. Providence in need of a uh, in need of another win. we have been riding the bubble uh, for probably the last couple of years now. Uh, they've, been, they've been hit by the injury bug, missed out on a couple wins against a, a Butler team who maybe they should have taken care of, or a Xavier team, they lost it in the bubble, so they're going to need to rip off a few straight, but they've had the toughest Big East schedule to date uh, now, so hopefully the schedule's a little bit lighter. I know that's tough to say in the Big East because every, every game's a rock fight, but uh, they've already played Creighton twice, they played at Villanova. they've just got off uh, playing four straight games on the road, so
1: hopefully they can rattle off a few here. Good. Uh, you were talking. Um, hey, Mori this is Connor Howe speaking. Um, pleasure to have you on. You were talking about Providence and their records so far. I've noted that they have had a tough- bit of a tougher schedule. They're nine and seven team, and you al- you've also covered URI this year, and they're nine and eighteen playing in the A ten. In your opinion, uh, I know those records are kind of similar, but what team do you feel is better? Just watching the game.
2: Well, I think right now it's gotta be Providence. Um, I I think uh, Rhode Island uh, looked better. I think if you would have asked me after the out-of-conference schedule, I would have said Rhode Island, they played a tougher schedule, uh, although PC was in Maui and uh, Rhode Island played well. They beat a Seton Hall team who is atop the Big East right now or near the top. uh, And and they played well against an Arizona State, uh, came up just short against the Boston College, almost beat Western Kentucky on the road. So I would have said Rhode Island Uh, before the conference season. Now that we're about four weeks into the conference season, uh, it no doubt is Providence. Uh, Rhode Island's got a lot of issues turning the ball over. Mm. They don't necessarily have defined roles. Uh, I think David Cox is playing too many guys, doesn't have a set rotation in my mind. So uh, the team right now that's better here in the state uh, is definitely Providence. Uh, Rhode Island had had played a lot of easy teams uh, in the Mm. A-10 to start the season, and they're only six and four probably should be 8-2 uh, if they took care of business against UMass um, and one other came I'm forgetting now off the top of my head Providence meanwhile went 500 uh, against some of the best teams in the Big East now like I said their schedule's a little lighter so hopefully they can get on a run and you know things even out all the time If you have a little bit of a harder schedule to start the season then maybe you round in the shape at the end of the year so Providence was picked to finish third in the Big East this year That might be a little high now uh, because they they missed a game or two. They probably should have won. But uh, if they stay on track and and continue to play the ball that they've played now, they should still finish in the top four or five of the league. So we'll be somewhere near their preseason projection.
0: Marius, Justin again. And like you said, regarding Providence, they've had a pretty good season. But obviously their star player is David Duke. What do you think right now David Duke's odds are of being a first-round selection in the upcoming NBA draft? Uh, I mean, this is one of the
2: most underrated guys in the country, Justin. And You bring up a great point, David Duke. Uh, you see some of the midseason All-American teams being released now by some of the, uh, the college basketball analysts all over the country. And David Duke is popping up on third-team All-American, sometimes second-team All-American, and he's the only Big East player that's mentioned on, on, uh, on any of these All-American teams. So not only do I think he has... Uh, the odds are favorite to be the Big East player of the year. I think if you're the best player in the Big East conference, uh, and you're especially when you're not a senior, you're, you're a junior, so you still have that extra year uh, that NBA teams can work with you. I think that just gives you a lot of upside. If you're the best player in the Big East, I think you're a surefire first round pick. Right. Um, I know that hasn't been the case the last couple of years with, say, Ryan Archie Yacono, mm. um for Miles Powell, but those were four-year guys. I think David Duke, okay. being a third year, uh, has one less year of experience, which means one more year that he can spend with an NBA team. Um, so I think his his chances are pretty high. He's really improved his step-back jumper. His jumper was was shaky coming into college, but that's rounded into form. And then the best thing I think is just playing through struggles. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is a guy that's averaging close to 20 points a game, second in the conference in scoring, but the last few games before Wednesday night's game against Marquette, uh, finished with just 10 points, 11 points respectively, and then he pops with 31. So I think he, he understands that, okay, he, he's allowed to have a bad game or two. He's adjusting to other teams, keying in on him and being at the top of their scouting report, and then coming back with a big game of 31.6, point, 31.6 rebounds, six assists. So um, not only has he improved personally in terms of his X's and O's and and skills on the court. He's also understanding the game. The game is is slowing down for him. Uh, And I think he's very similar to a guy like Chris Dunn, who we saw in Providence not too long Mm -hmm. ago. Uh, Dunn was a top five pick. I don't know if Duke will be able to be picked that high, uh, but I do think he should be a first round pick if he continues to play like this. Right, thanks, Mark. Yeah,
3: yeah. Hey, Maury, it's Jake. Um, I think you're, you're absolutely spot on with David Duke. I think that's a great call. Um, and you know, you, you brought up the fact that he's he's sort of undervalued. Um, I was I was just wondering if there's anyone else you see on those teams you you cover so closely that you think can take their game to the next level, maybe an undervalued talent right now as far as scouting goes.
2: On any of the college basketball teams. Yeah. Covered? Yeah, I think you know a guy like Nate Watson is going to make a lot of money overseas. Um, I don't think his game necessarily fits the NBA style right now. I mean, he's a traditional back-to-the-basket dig, but, you know, he's he's on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar final list, which I think is the top 15 or 20 centers in the country. So, right. uh, I mean, he dominates the post, uh, worked on an outside jumper, so I think he can definitely have a long career overseas, um, a guy that's starting to get the national recognition he deserves, similar to David Duke. Uh, and then, you know, I wouldn't say too many guys on URI. I would say Fats Russell, who was a Fringe All-American player last year as a yep. junior, uh, sure has tailed off this year in terms of his numbers. Um, but that's because he's the only reliable player on URI that's returned from last season. Right. Uh, you can't count Antoine Walker in that conversation. and You can't count Jermaine Harris. URI had nine departures due to graduation and or transfer. so. Uh, while a lot of people want to jump on bats for, for reasons uh, that are understandable, sometimes he's a little too you know, too turnover prone or takes some off balance or ill-advised shots, he's still a senior, he's still one of the best players that Rhode Island has ever had. He's been a, been a part of a championship team. Uh, been a part of an NCAA tournament where that doesn't happen too often in Kingston so um, when he's surrounded by better players when he turns pro and he's surrounded by four other players that are pros on the court mm. uh, he'll definitely return to the form that we saw last year uh, he's just not necessarily a go-to guy on the court uh, every single time but he'll have a long career as well so I would say those those two Nate Watson and Fats Russell um, definitely right behind David Duke and then uh, you know, we don't talk about the team too much because they're in the Northeast Conference, but I have to plug the Bryant Bulldogs. Uh, I know they're a team of the NEC, and they haven't been to an NCAA tournament in their program history. They've only been a D1 program for for 12 years or 13 years now. But, man, do they have a squad in Smithfield you know, if you like mid-major hoops. Uh, this is a team that has an NEC Rookie of the Year in Michael Green. They have a transfer, Peter Kiss from Rutgers, who I think is leading the NEC in points per game at about 19. Uh, They have a kid, Chris Childs, who was the best three-point shooter in in junior college last year. He's top 50 in the country this year in three-point percentage. Last time I checked, he was hovering around 47%. They have a great big guy in call, Elijah. They're 10-3. They lost uh, at the buzzer to Syracuse at at the Carrier Dome. They went to UMass and handled a UMass team that right now is top four in the Atlantic 10. Jared Grasso has a great squad in Bryant. And he just told us this week that his two seniors, Elijah and Peter Kiss, are gonna return next year, because this season, the NCAA announced, doesn't really count toward eligibility. Everybody gets this for a year. Wow. So he's gonna bring back his entire starting five. Uh, and this is a team I've said on the record before, if you put this team, this starting five, in the Atlantic 10, this is a team that could compete sort of in the middle of the pack. Wow. Uh, they don't have the, the firepower to be a top five team in the A-10, but and any given year with this five, and and as good of a coach as Jared Grosso is, they could finish anywhere between 6 and 9, 6 and 10. And you really can't say that that often about an NEC team. Uh, And one final note, if they do make the NCAA tournament, the NEC team is usually in the first four. You know, they're on that Tuesday. Right, right, right. We're watching them play... uh, you know Arkansas Pine Bluff, or a team out of the SWAT. Yes. Uh, this is a this is a team that if they make the tournament, due to their resume and the way that they blow teams out, they could be at the 14, 14 seed line. And some projections wow. even have on the thirteen seed line. So uh, it's really rare for an NEC team to be this good. Uh, and if you really like college hoops, and I know we focus on URI. We focus on Providence. Brian's got a hell of a squad as well, and uh,
1: they're gonna not only they're gonna be great the rest of this year. It seems like they're gonna have a lot of a lot of firepower next year as well. Wow, you you kind of hit on a lot of points, Mori um, right there. And I, I mean Brian, I've been I'm I'm kind of stab watching. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I did watch one game and they did look they did look like a good basketball team. But am I hearing that right? That you're telling me that they're gonna be a 14, 13 seed kind of team, and I should. I should be looking for them to upset the four-three seed this year. Should I be looking you know, at them as that kind of team? You know, down to one hundred percent.
2: The proof is in the pudding. they have been building. You know, two years ago, Jared Grosso inherited a three in twenty-eight team, and in a short off season after he was he was hired in the springtime, so he only had about six or seven months before before games begin. He took them on the road, and they forced overtime against the ranked Iowa team in Iowa City. Then the next year, which was last year, his second year, Adam Grant had a shot at the buzzer at Rutgers. And we know how Rutgers, how good they are at home. This is a Rutgers team that that was top 15 this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They lost at the buzzer. At Maryland, they were were within 10. Maryland was a a Big Ten champ last year. They had it to within 10. Um, much of the game, and, and I think the, I believe they were tied. I want to say at the under 16 media timeout in the second half last year. Wow. Um, last year beat Fordham on the road, an A10 team, first A10, A-10 uh, victory for the program. And then this year, first game of the year, they go out and drop 85 on Syracuse and lose by one they had oh. two great looks, and, and led the entire way. And, wow. and Syracuse, as we know, is, is always the traditional NCAA tournament team and can always pop and make a run at the dance. So they've been building. Uh, And I I know some of the signature wins haven't popped up in the regular season, but I think when that happens, you have guys that are hungrier that say, okay, we we didn't get teams in the regular season. Now we've improved four months from November. Now it's March. Hey, let's go pick off a team. So I think if they get the right matchup, uh, they can definitely put a scare into somebody. Jared Grosso, who was an assistant coach at Iona for eight years, they won the match five times. They went to the NIT three times. That's rare for a mid-major team in the MAC. Yeah, they, they were tied with North Carolina a couple of years half, a couple of years ago at halftime. So, Jared Grasso is is a, is a great coach. He's got the, the players in in, uh, in the right spots, and uh, depending on whatever seed they are, I wouldn't count them out. Uh, maybe unless they play a Baylor or a Gonzaga, but uh, if they continue to win uh, and win with the the margin that they're winning, they, they shouldn't be any lower than a 15
0: seed. Wow. Wow. Mari, it's crazy to think that you're only a couple years older than we are and you've done so much in your career to this point, whether it was covering stuff in Wisconsin, covering all the stuff you've done in Boston and Providence. If you've had to pick one event, what do you think was the most memorable event you've ever covered? And also, what was the best interview you've ever done?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I got asked that all the time. Um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm only 25 right now, and I've been fortunate enough to cover some great things. I was in Wisconsin outside of Green Bay before here. I got to cover Brooks Gun and his first U.S. Wow. Open win at Aaron wow. Hills comes to mind. And uh, I was at Lucas Oil Stadium for a Big Ten championship between Wisconsin and Ohio State. But mm. uh, I would have to say my first year here in, in Providence, we got a, a Red Sox World Series championship in the fall of 18. Then we covered a Super Bowl in Atlanta, the Patriots beat the Rams, and then I was lucky enough to be in St. Louis uh, and travel back and forth between Boston and St. Louis for the cup final uh, between the Blues and the Bruins. That I still don't know how the Bruins lost that game seven yeah. at home, no. but uh, that, that's for another conversation. So uh, I've just been really fortunate and blessed in, the, in my short career to be able to cover so many uh, big events, big players. So I guess I would say that the three, the World Series, the Super Bowl, uh, and the Stanley Cup definitely comes to mind, being being back here in New England. Uh, and then, as far as it, as far as an interview, I mean, ugh, I mean, there's so many. Rory McIlroy was great wow. uh, at the Rhode Island Country Club for um, the uh, to remember, the CBS Health Charity Classic uh, that that goes on in the summertime here in Rhode Island. That was great. Um, and then, you know, whether it's Josh Gordon or Antonio Brown in the locker room up there five feet away from them, um, or Rob Gronkowski, I mean, you name it. You know, we've been around so many big players, big poppy. So, uh, so many come to mind. It's really hard to, to single out one. I haven't had, you know, that that one elusive one yet, but I've just been been fortunate and blessed to be around so many.
3: Right. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about how, how close you get to the game. I was wondering if there's there's anything you know you've learned about about any of the sports you've covered that the regular fan wouldn't be able to see from watching on TV maybe something you, you've learned from being up close and personal
2: I think it's just that these guys are human beings you know we we we're quick to judge via social media especially on, on Twitter um, and we have to understand even college athletes too. college athletes 18 to 22 a lot of times Pro basketball players hockey players they come into the pros they're 18 they're 19 they're 20 years old we expect them to know everything you know we have to sort of look at it in a lens and say okay they're trying to juggle a lot of different things uh, and be a professional athlete in the, in the, in the nation's eye um, i think sometimes we're just quick to judge uh, you know a player gets teed up for something that he shouldn't have said shouldn't have done gets caught up you know outside of work doing things and i'm not here to, to defend anyone's wrongdoings but i just think sometimes we have to take a step back and say hey no they're only a few years older than us or they're even younger than us right. you know, a times uh, i think it's just so important to, to keep that human element in sports in mind uh, and that they're people just like us and, and that, that's what it is they have the same daily struggles that we have you see that up close and personal guys get frustrated guys have off nights Nobody wants to have an off night when they know that an entire city and an entire fan base is rooting for them. But who knows what happened at home? Maybe their mother or father is sick or, or, or in this case, you know, you see different athletes, players now, you know, some of their parents and loved ones have died through the coronavirus. So they harbor so many feelings that we that we have as well. Um, it's just that their jobs are in the national spotlight. So uh, we're quick to judge based on good performances or bad performances. And I think we just have to take a step back sometimes and just realize that, that they're, we're in the same shoes as them. They just, their career and their their passion is uh, in front of thousands and millions of people. And sometimes ours doesn't get as many eyeballs, but we're all the same at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. This is an awesome point. And more. I just wanna to, um, touch back to something you noted earlier. You covered a ton of sports ranging from tennis, um that baseball basketball hockey um i just want i was just wondering like personally what's your favorite sport to give insight to what kind of sport did you grow up um loving the most i should say it kind of seems like basketball but uh you tell me
2: yeah so i i played basketball and baseball um in high school at a high level outside of at a school outside of philadelphia uh, pennsylvania has great sports and played a lot of aau uh, was never the best on my team, so I always like to surround myself with, with better players. But right. I guess the, the, the first love was big baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, I caught, and I just love the daily grind of, of baseball in a whole 162-game season. Right. I think to cover and to analyze and to report on, I think it's got to be basketball. Mm. I just think the pace at which the game is played now, uh, so unique to any other sport. But, I don't know, I say that... But then, you know, you get into the Stanley Cup playoffs and every second on the ice is just filled with the most adrenaline ever, even as a fan, even as a reporter. You know, Mm. you're sitting there at the edge of your seat, um, even as we're on the ninth floor up in TD Garden, the guys on the ice look like ants. Uh, you're You're still there and you're still... Uh, juiced up, so uh, basketball would be the answer, but it's really every sport. I mean, I yeah. love covering the Patriots and the Red Sox. So you go, you go from sport to sport, season to season, and that's what makes the job so great. You never really get bored. Um, being in local news, you're always covering um, the latest and greatest team. You're not on a beat necessarily, so uh, you're not covering a team day in and day out. But uh, if I had to, I think I would do do basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I really do love each season that brings a new
0: sport right Mari, being from the Philadelphia area obviously there's a lot going on with the Philadelphia Eagles football team right now and I just want to know quickly your opinion on the Eagles hiring of Nick Ceriani and who's going to be the Eagles starting quarterback to start next season
2: Carson Wentz
0: wow I believe it
2: Uh, and my opinion I was just glad that the Eagles didn't sign Josh McDaniels and that's no slight to McDaniels it's more just happy that we didn't sign a retread right someone who's been there was obviously in Denver and has had his issues there I just think you know you're you're, he's back as an offensive coordinator with the Patriots for so long that I think at, at times you you just become stale um you know, he was a head coach. Then he came back. He's been a coordinator for seven or eight years, and I think you just you just lose touch with with being a head coach, and your name just becomes um, so synonymous with the coaching carousel, and then no one takes a chance on you. That uh, so far, everything that we've seen and heard from Nick Sirianni has been good. I know he must didn't give the greatest speech yeah. uh, yes. to the media the opening the opening day, but. I mean, if you remember back, Doug Peterson's introductory press conference wasn't great either. Yeah, uh, and I'll, I'll take, him. I'll take Nick Sirianni giving me five years of what Doug Peterson gave us. He gave us our first Super Bowl, and we went to three playoffs in five years. So if he can replicate that same success, he doesn't need to wow me in his press conferences. As long as he can motivate guys uh, on the football field, that's uh, that's really all I care about. And then, yeah, with the quarterback position, I think it's wow. it's going to be Carson Wentz. Uh, I just think there's too much money involved. They hired a guy with ties to Frank Reich, who obviously helped Carson Wentz become the MVP he was in 2017. Frank Reich was there as the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So I think they're, they're trying to climb back up that tree, and tap into the same like-mindedness as Reich, hopefully to uh, continue uh, to mine that talent that Carson Wentz has. We just haven't seen it consistently enough for the last couple of years.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree with your points on Wentz. Um, I I think as a team, you, if you have that much money invested in a player, you you got to stick with them until it's over. Um, but I I don't know. Watching those Eagles, it, it seemed like they were playing more inspired football when when uh, Hertz took the field. I don't know. I mean, they didn't they didn't necessarily you know win more. They were sort of a middle of the pack team throughout. But I just as a as an Eagles fan, are you not interested in seeing what Hertz can do? I'm definitely
2: interested and I'll go and I'll even go as far as saying this after the Super Bowl Sure, it was a great run that Nick Foles gave us in the last month or two of the season I wasn't sold on Nick Foles going into that following season. I wanted, you know, Carson Weitz was coming off of an MVP caliber season I wanted him to have another chance after the 2018 season when Wentz Missed the final three or four games of the regular season Foles, I believe, won us the last three. Then we went on the road. We beat the Bears, yep. thankfully due to a double doink from Cody Parkey. Yeah. Then we went to New Orleans, and if you remember Alshon Jeffrey, we were up 14-0. Alshon Jeffrey had a ball go through his hands. Mm. We were going in to score the game-winning touchdown with about two minutes left on the Saints' 20-yard line. We were inside the red zone. If they win that game, we then go to Los Angeles, who we had just beaten in week whatever it was, 15 or 16 of the regular season. We have a chance to beat the Rams, and we would have been back in the Super Bowl. I know there's a lot of what-ifs there, Mm -hmm. but here's my point. You could say 2017 was a flash in the pan with Foles, but then the fact that he did it a second straight year, it just always felt like Peterson was more comfortable with Foles. So... Um, I'm interested to see what Jalen Hurts can give you, and I think that's why the Eagles played more inspired football once Wentz was out, because there was a new face, and it just seemed like Peterson was more confident with Hurts, like he was with Vols, and without Wentz. So, uh, I think now that Peterson's gone, I think you have to go back to Wentz and give your franchise quarterback a shot. I'm intrigued to see what Jalen Hurts can do, um, but... Yeah, going back to, to 2017 and 2018, I was I, I was a Foles guy. After he did it two years in a row, I was like, you know what, just just felt different. You know, felt better. Felt like Peterson was more relaxed. The team was galvanized more behind Foles. You could have gotten a lot for Wentz at that time. They didn't. Uh, so now I think you're back to square one and and hoping to see if Carson Wentz can return to form. Mark,
0: well, you got time for like two more questions? Is that all right? Oh no doubt. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. I got one question, Maury. Um,
1: now, I'm gonna preface this. I'm not trying to attack uh, your Philadelphia 76ers here. This is an honest question coming from a fan of this player. Uh, we're in year five at this point of Ben Simmons' career. Is he good?
2: <laughs> is he good? Yeah. He good? <laughs> I know he's a first round pick. I've been,
1: I've been watching him play since high school. And yeah, he's like a 6'9 point guard, amazing passing ability. But I, I haven't seen a lot of improvement from him as a player. And I'm just wondering, is he, is he going to get to that superstar player I think he can be? I,
3: I, know, I know what you're trying to say. He, he had, there was this expectation with Ben Simmons and he he hasn't really achieved what we were hoping. Like they, they compared him to LeBron James. He was supposed, he was he, supposed to be
1: Magic Johnson. Yeah, so. right.
3: And he you know he seems passive as a as a superstar player. Um, I, I get I get your point. What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts no, on that,
0: Maury? I don't
2: think he's good. I think he's a
0: phenomenal talent.
2: Right. Um. Yes, has the bar been set ridiculously high ever since he was sixteen years old? Right. No doubt. Uh, do I hate the fact that? He can at least just put up a jump shot from 15 feet consistently just so that the defense has to respect him shooting the ball. Right. Yes, I, I hate that he doesn't even, you know, shoot the ball consistently. It doesn't even have to go in. Just just attempt a shot, throw the ball at the rim. Um, do I think he can lead a team to a championship for as long as LeBron James is in the league? I don't think so. Uh, I think there's other players now that are coming up, like Luka Doncic, mm. uh, that are going to take over the league. So I think Ben Simmons is a phenomenal talent. I think with the right pieces around him, the Sixers can win a championship. Okay. So I think it's going to happen with the current state of the Sixers. No, but I don't think that that, that means you have, to, you have to write off a talent like, like
0: him. Okay. Marty, before you go, I just want to know your advice to any aspiring sports broadcasters. And then finally, if, if you know, just give us a little Super Bowl prediction. you got you got a score Uh, i don't have a score
2: yet what's the under over it's like 56 and a half right now yeah i think
0: 56 or something yeah yeah i already
2: got the over Fifty six. yeah i mean
3: i'm not an under better just because that's so boring (laughs) life's
2: too short for teams to miss for you know miss fourth down conversions and miss field goals like you want to see points you want to see touch you want to see touchdowns so i would maybe go over um well, the score, I saw a ridiculous stat that, that Mahomes has lost four games outside of Kansas City in his career and I think the four outputs were like 52 points 40 some points and then two scores in the 30s so wow. he's averaging scoring like 40 points a game in the four losses away from Kansas City so I just don't see a way that, that Tampa Bay can really keep up with the Chiefs uh, I don't know about you guys but I don't think Tampa Bay can turn the ball over at all even if right. Kansas City has a turnover or two, Tampa Bay cannot match Kansas City in the turnover uh, battle. I think Tampa Bay has to take advantage of every op- offensive possession they have. Mm. They need to sit on the ball for about six or seven minutes because mm. we all know that the best the best offense is just and the best well the best defense for Mahomes is just not allowing him to have the ball. Mm-hmm. But, um, and they have to be super aggressive. If you're on the plus side of the field and there's a fourth and three or closer, a fourth and four and closer, you have to think about going for it every time, regardless of the situation. So, uh, I just don't see Tampa Bay having enough firepower on offense to keep up with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. at times the Chiefs have looked bored and still scored thirty-five points. Right. Um, and I don't think the def- I don't think any defense can can stop the Chiefs as constructed right now. Now, do I think that can change a few years down the line? I think so. Mm. They're gonna to have to start paying players. Guys are gonna come off their rookie contracts. Yeah. And it's gonna to get tough. But while Mahomes is still on his rookie deal, still early in his career, they're they're they can surround him with great talent. So I yeah. just I see the Chiefs winning bitterly easily. I would say by a touchdown right now. Yeah, uh, maybe six or six or seven points. So I would have them covering. Um, and then as far as advice, just keep at it. Uh, keep your nose down. Um, It's a really tough business. Everybody wants to cover sports. Everybody wants to be on TV. Everybody wants to make it to ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS Sports. Um, There's only so many jobs out there. So if you want to be the best, uh, you have to treat yourself like you're a national reporter, even though you're only in Providence, Rhode Island or you're only mm. in Boston, Massachusetts. I mean, you have to continue to keep that mindset uh, every day, not give up and continue to push. There's going to be days that are really hard, but uh, you have to step back sometimes and say, hey, what am I doing for a living? I'm covering sports. I'm getting paid to go to games that I would pay to go to. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think when you keep that in mind, you know, it, it just makes you appreciate the opportunities that you have Um, Sports are tough. It's nights, holidays, and weekends. Uh, I'm from Philadelphia, like you guys know and have said. Uh, I've worked in Wisconsin and I've worked in Rhode Island. I'm five hours from home. Not super easy to get home, even though I am on the East Coast. During coronavirus, I haven't gotten home since last December to see my family. Mm. But um, at the end of the day, you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you say, hey, I'm getting to go in and, you know, cover high school sports, cover college sports, cover pro sports not sitting at an office for a nine-to-five ripping your hair out because you have to be on Zoom calls all day. You so know, we get to interact with Ed Cooley and David Cox and Brad Stevens, and Jason Tatum, and you name it. So, uh, there's a lot worse things out there that you could be doing. So I feel like just, uh, one, staying at it, This is always going to be hard days, uh, but continuing to push through and two, understanding how, how grateful of an opportunity that you do have, um that you that you get to talk sports for a living
0: right Mario? we really appreciate all your time that you gave us today we'll definitely follow you for the rest of your career hopefully the friars don't lose that game to georgetown today
2: yeah hopefully they don't it's a big one channel 12 if you're in rhode island or southeastern mass wpri 12 cbs one o'clock uh thanks so much guys for having me on continued success sounds like you guys are uh on your way uh i'll have to keep keep the show top of mind and I'll, I'll be tuning in as well. Definitely. We Thanks appreciate
0: again. It. It. Thanks, Maury. All right, guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. See ya. Wow, so very good interview. Very good insight from Maury. And man, he's only 25 years old and he's covered a hell of a lot. Yes. Yeah, he, he seems like a full-blown adult and I feel like a
1: toddler. <laughs> 25 years old. And you know what? He gave us he gave us some really good insightful answers and that was, that was really awesome. I don't know how you guys felt, but... Jeez, like I had, I had some five, I had five questions, but he gave me like three or four just by him having some long answers and really thoughtful, and it's a pleasure. I'm ready to run a mile. Yeah, right no, now. I thought, no, <laughs> I thought he
3: was great. Um, I, I think he gave some very insightful answers from someone who's been closer to the game than than we have. Mm. Obviously, um, he he really had some some great opinions even about some things. I think you maybe uh, made him a little angry there with that <laughs> oh, question. <no. laughs> um, but he, he's still, you know, he, he's professional. He gave a good answer for it. But I, I could tell you you ticked him off a little bit a with little, that one. Coming.
1: A little bit. And I didn't mean to because honestly, like, I, I'm... Gonna, you gonna, have, you it's, like saying, it's like
3: saying, hey, is Jason Tatum good?
1: It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> Tatum is, Tatum is going to be top five, top ten in MVP voting. Simmons... Simmons should be there, but he's not. That was pretty funny. Good
0: but. thing he didn't say Joel Embiid good.
3: Because <laughs> that's because Joel Embiid is good.
0: <laughs> All right, we got a couple more things to get to today. He gave awesome. us a half an hour. Very nice of him to do that here today on week 22. Here's the rest of the agenda today. We'll go over those conference championship games real quickly. You know, it happened last week, but no, those were a couple of pretty good games last week. And then, you know what? we got a pretty good NBA game tonight, 8.30, Celtics and Lakers. We'll give you maybe our thoughts on that, a little bit on our predictions. And finally, to end the show, we got an NBA 10 questions around the league segment. Connor, Jake, let's stick around. we got about 30 to 40 minutes. I was going to leave. He's <laughs> going to leave see. his own house. Don't tell Kenny. I think I bought it. All right, so you guys, as you heard, he he already gave us a Super Bowl pick. Next week, we will have our Super Bowl preview. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl for the bigger— Basically, probably the whole show next week. But right now, you guys, you watch those conference championship games. You saw the Chiefs win. You saw the Buccaneers win. What are your overall thoughts from the weekend?
3: My overall thoughts are, are watch out for the Kansas City Chiefs. I know we're going to get into the Super Bowl next week, but I think Maury hit it nail on the head. Head on the nail, nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> If Tom Brady plays like he did in the second half of that Green Bay game, they have no chance. I like my heart lies with Tom Brady. I want to see the Bucks win, but my brain is telling me to stop listening to my heart. Um, if he like, he can't throw three picks against Mahomes. He's not going to win the game. He, he he had a great first half, and I think that the Packers sort of just couldn't figure out the run game. They like I said, they you know they need to beat a strong runs yeah. run defense to beat the Buccaneers, and they couldn't do it. Um, Aaron Jones sort of struggled uh, The passing game wasn't as great as it could Shout out to Marquez Valdez-Scantling He kind of had pretty a pretty sweet game um, But yeah, I mean, if Tom Brady throws three interceptions They got no chance And, and as far as that other game it, was, it went exactly how I expected it to I know a lot of people out there thought Buffalo was going to Upset the Chiefs And I think that was a pick with your heart Because if you watched uh, football this season The Chiefs lost one game um, I know they lost two games, but one of them, they didn't play anyone. Yeah, right. um, they yeah. lost one game to the Raiders, and it, they still put up, like, 30-something points. I mean, they might have got 40, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, th- this team is too hot. They're, they're way too good, they have way too much offensive talent, and I think that they have one of the most underrated defenses in the NFL. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Chiefs' defense. I think they're going to cause some problems, uh, you know, next
0: week. We will break and down
3: every single position that's We are, great. Yeah, we're going to break it all down, we're going to get into it more. But Josh Allen just, Josh Allen had a huge step forward this year. He went from a player who showed real potential to a player achieving that potential and, and really proving he's in that MVP caliber type player. Um, and I think the Bills had an excellent season. They, they took care of the division, they took care of all their games up to, up to the Chiefs game, but they just ran into a better team when they lost.
0: Yeah, Jake, and I'm thinking the same way. Regarding that game, obviously the better game of the weekend was that the Tampa Bay game. And to me, the biggest storyline from that game for me is Matt LaFleur just not, not trusting Aaron Rodgers enough to go for it. He kicked the that field was goal. Insane. And then you leave Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time on the field, and you think you're going to get the ball back? I said then the game's over. And he you know should what? be fired. He's not going to get fired just because he's a young coach. But, man, that was, that was one of the stupidest decisions when, I've ever when seen. When it
3: was fourth and goal, did you have any thought in your mind they were going to kick
0: at all, no, none at all. When I,
3: when I saw them line up for that it's kick, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, Aaron Rodgers, fourth and goal. When I saw them line up for that kick, I was thinking, what the hell are they doing right now? Are, are they really? Is this really? I mean, answering? I was happy. But... I, it's not about being happy or sad. It's like are these guys brain dead? They 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 do have one. They have one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and they. Whether you score, I, I think I'm going to make a shout-out to, to my friend Tommy Gillen, who I, I hope is still listening right now. He said, what kind of coach kicks the ball to make it a one-possession game for, to a one-possession game? It, was, like, it, it, makes, no sense. it makes no sense. And it didn't work for the two-point conversion earlier. Like I, get, I get the idea. If you, you know, you're down eight, right? If you kick the ball, you have a chance to win in regulation, whereas if you didn't kick, you, you don't. Um, but you still need to get all the way back down the field and score again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he turned it into two field goals versus a touchdown. He still needed a whole other touchdown. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get a better chance than within 10 yards uh, and, you know, with Aaron yeah. Rodgers having the ball. Um, I don't care if it's one play two plays, four plays, three plays, penalty. You get six plays. I don't care. Um, you give the ball to Aaron Rodgers so that he can score. It yeah. it made absolutely no sense at all. I I was baffled. I was nobody understood what was happening. And I think he has a, he he kinda of brushed it off and, and said, you know, Impressed I made, Yeah, I made I made the decision,
0: whatever. I think he needs to
3: explain that himself more.
0: Because yeah. that was terrible. And that's my biggest storyline. Like I said, Jake from that game, definitely you gotta go for it there. But hey, Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl and I can't wait for that. And then regarding the other game, obviously it wasn't as good. I was a little more high on the Buffalo Bills than Jake was, but i got to say, Josh Allen just really didn't play that great in that game. Josh Allen played a great—he was good in the regular season. He was good in that first playoff game, but I don't think he played that good. And another thing that people are forgetting, Cole Beasley was really not 100% throughout the whole playoffs. He said he was lingering injuries. He had two or three different injuries. Everybody's hurt right now. Pat Mahomes got his neck ripped off. But Cole Beasley was week. playing with a broken—what did he say? He was playing with a broken something I, in his foot. I mean— He did say something. You like saw that. the regular season, how good Cole Beasley was. And you know Stefan Diggs, the regular season he had, but oh, overall— He I just don't think Josh Allen was good enough in that game. And listen, he's still a young quarterback, and it's going to be interesting to see what he does next season. But obviously the Tampa Bay game was the one to watch. That was the best game of the day. But we get Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and how excited can you be for this? I mean, come on. Are you excited for this, Connor? What do you think of from this past weekend? Uh,
1: you guys hit everything on the head. I mean, the Packers-Bucks game was the game to watch, and Matt LaFleur took the, took the excitement away, I think. Because, I mean, although I'm not confident that the Packers would have scored on that fourth down, they would have tied the game. And possibly gotten a two point as well. Mm-hmm. I think we all deserve to see Aaron Rodgers at least give that a shot. I mean, that's right. The amount of times that Aaron Rodgers has gone to Super Bowl is what, twice in this his illustrious yeah. career? Like, one in four in champion, championship? And now it's, and now it's another four, thing. You're just, five now. Rodgers, you're just going to knock him. Like, now he's going to be 38 years old next year. And I think that's just, it just really sucks for him. It but, does. Whatever There's nothing you can do. Whatever. I, he probably should force his way out of Green Bay, but he wouldn't do that. It
3: it sucks for him, like, comparatively, because yeah. you, you see what Tom Brady's been able to do, but like I, I think that because we've seen Tom Brady do this, we're we're sort of spoiled. We're under the impression that he actually can you know this is achievable. It's like it's like we're under the impression that this is achievable. Robert because Tom Brady did it. His way out. Oh, no, that's not what I mean. I mean the, uh, the fact that, you know, oh, Rodgers wow. has been to two games, two, uh, two big games. Yeah. He's won one. And, like, normally that's a pretty decent career for a quarterback. But I think because we've seen Tom Brady do so much more, we're under the impression that, like, that can be done. But I'm, in my mind, like... We're so uh, used to it. Yeah. So. It, it, this is something that, like, does not happen. I don't think it'll yeah. ever
1: happen again. Well, we well, have to see from Mahomes to finish his career. You think Pat Mahomes is going to go 10 Super Bowls? I think... He might not go to ten. He might go to seven or eight. Yeah, I think. He I could. think he might win five or six of them. Okay, this is interesting, though, to see.
0: If, imagine but, if Brady beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl. But to Bowl your time. point, you're right. Like my
1: my favorite quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning, has two Super Bowls, and one of them he was half dead. Like the defense, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't do anything. In that like game. the defense wanted for him, and all you had to do was have Peyton Manning's brain win it. I think. It yeah, didn't. I
3: think the simplest. Way to put that is they could have played Brock Osweiler
1: and they would have won the Super no, Bowl. No, I don't think With so. With that defense, you yeah. never know. I don't had. think yeah. so. He, I'll, I'll say this. Like, put Connor Howell in there. Brock, they might have won the Super Bowl. I'm not sure. But here's the th- here's the thing. Brock Osweiler was like better than Manning physically at that point. Yeah, but definitely. Manning's head was Red. way better than Osweiler's. So head. it kind of <laughs> compensated. Like Even though Manning couldn't throw past 20 yards, he could... He knew what the defense was doing, and he knew the right play Dude, to call. Dude, it's like put versus it's Brock like Slatter, who's a complete dummy, but it could throw sixty yards. It's yeah. like put
3: yeah. MVP Five. Cam Newton on the Panthers playing against Cam Newton of the Patriots this year on the Broncos, and the Broncos would have won the game. Oh,
0: you're gonna give me a headache.
1: Jesus. All
2: right, we got a big We get a big, yes. we, get a big <laughs> yes.
0: we get a big, big, big basketball game tonight. But before we get to that, real quickly, you guys have confidence. Green Bay and Buffalo, we're saying farewell to their seasons right now. You think they're going to come back with mostly the same rosters? Aaron Rodgers he's probably going to be there. Josh Allen's obviously going to be in Buffalo. Do you have confidence in these teams?
3: Matt Barkley's probably going to be the starting quarterback yeah. next
0: year. I have confidence. Aaron Jones might be out of Green Bay, by the way. We'll see if they really. Ready. He's I'm, a free agent. I'm
1: yeah. confident in Green Bay because just as Rodgers does this year in and year out. So I'm really curious to see where Buffalo Duck goes next year. Right. Is there, I'm, is there a hangover? Is Deshaun Watson going to be in the? Yeah, division? I'm confident.
3: Yeah, I'm confident in Green Bay. Deshaun Watson until green. I'm I'm confident in Green Bay until Deshaun Watson is traded to the Bears if that happens oh, because I heard rumors about that and if they Deshaun Watson's on chance. the Bears then I think that they have a legitimate chance to win that division over Green Bay and then if Green Bay's a wild card like I then i you know what happens like the Seahawks were they they blew it this year yeah, that could have easily be the Packers no both teams year. are gonna be back they'll um, be good next year both of these oh the, the, I'm more confident in the Bills though yeah um I think that this year the Packers were a better team than the Bills I really. I liked the Bills, but I wasn't that confident in them throughout the, the whole playoffs. Um, but the Bills are not going anywhere. They, they're they going to win this division every year. Um, Whoa. What
1: if gang green gets Watson, baby? They're not. They're getting, they're getting Trevor Lawrence. Joe Douglas, if you're Justin listening, Watson I, Lawrence. hit the button. Just hit the button and say, get, we'll give you the whole Everything. farm for give Watson. Them, okay. okay.
3: So the don't, let's, let's forget that. Because I think even like, what's the difference between Deshaun Watson on the Jets and Deshaun Watson on the Texans?
1: Deshaun Watson Deshaun on the Watson. Jets. What's the difference? Has Robert Sala as his head coach. Whatever, has man. Mike LaFleur as his OC. Whatever, man. It's a competent organization. Hey, no, no, it's, it's not. not. He could do it in Yes, that. it is. All right, so back to my point
3: before Connor started spouting lunacy. Um, Joe doesn't the, the Bills are not going anywhere. They're going to win this division every year right. until the Jets get Deshaun Watson or Tua Tagovailoa becomes – Josh Allen, like until like until Tua <laughs> gets good. good, all, good. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo's, Buffalo's the team to beat in that division. we well, they're, they're
1: gonna play a first place division. They're but, gonna have like to like play in Pittsburgh. I'm not. Pittsburgh. Even, I'm, no, I'm, not I'm not
3: even saying Buffalo. No, Pittsburgh blows. Come on. I'm not even saying defense doesn't blow. I'm not even saying Especially Buffalo is gonna be a four seed. I'm saying Buffalo is a top three seed next That's year. Like Kansas City. Kansas he's going to be the one seed. I'm not like they're going to be the one seed every year. Yeah, Buffalo's, Buffalo's going to be the two season. or the three next year.
0: They're going to be competing with Cleveland. They're going to be competing with Baltimore. I don't even think they're gonna going to be competing with Pittsburgh. They're watch they're out, out for New play England. Play Green Bay. As, as Tony Romo play. said at the end of the AFC Championship, watch out for New England. They might have something up their sleeve.
3: They always do. They got a ton of money available and they're going to come back. They're going to retool. They're going to come back. But I'm saying Buffalo's winning the division next year. Josh Allen's not going anywhere. I'm less confident in the Packers yes, because yeah. their defense is not as strong. They, like you said, Aaron Jones is a question. I think Rodgers is – like I think Rodgers is great. He has some weird years. There are some years where he is just terrible. There, there were a few years where they just – they didn't even make the playoffs. They just were an ugly football mm. team. And I like the, the surrounding teams in that division more,
0: so I'm, I'm less confident in Aaron Rodgers and the Packers than I am Josh Allen and the Bills. Yeah, I completely agree. Obviously, I think both teams are going to be good. Probably they're both going to be playoff teams. I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to be back. My bold prediction before we go to our preview of the Celtics-Lakers game, if Aaron Jones does leave Green Bay, I would take A.J. Dillon in the top six of your fantasy football drafts next season. I think A.J. Dillon has a chance to get a star. What about yeah, Jamal John, Williams? Yeah, Jones has to leave. I think, I think Dillon would be number one over Jamal Williams. Yeah, Probably, yeah, but Jones Jamal Williams gets work. Yeah, he, he still does. PPR. PBR.
1: There's no way Jones comes back. His contract is He's a up. huge contract. Where's he going?
3: Another team. whoever, whoever will pay a running back. I don't know. They already they know, you know the Jets will pay a running back.
0: We I don't know if they to actually pay him. kinda makes sense. That'd be imagine I imagine green makes sense. Alright, but yeah, overall Connor sign Jake, up a wide receiver. You guys, we all think Buffalo and Green Bay they'll be good next year. There's no question about that. They're not gonna be the Jets, they're not gonna be one of these bad football teams. But guys, we got a big NBA game tonight. The Celtics are playing the Lakers, 8.30, prime time on ABC. The Lakers are coming into this game losers of their last two games. Anthony Davis didn't play in that last one. And the Celtics are struggling as of late, coming into this game Losing against the San Antonio Spurs. They won two in a
3: row before that.
0: They won two in a row before that. They haven't had their team for the whole season. They're 10-7. and 7. I expected a little better. In that last game against the Spurs, the defense winnable really game. was not that good. It was a winnable game, back and forth, back and forth. But Celtics coming into this one, losing their last game. Lakers coming into this game, losing their last two. This is probably the best rivalry in the NBA. It's the Celtics-Lakers. Jason not Tatum against LeBron. Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis. You, you get some all-stars Wait, You want to hear, hear a crazy stat? What? what, what? All right. The Spurs
3: beat the Celtics last game. DeMar DeRozan had a true shooting percentage of
0: 99. He was 11 for 14 last night. He had a 99 true shooting percentage. It's disgusting. Well, we don't need to worry about DeMar DeRozan. That's insane. Before, again. But what's going to happen? You think the Celtics are going to beat the Lakers and make them lose three in a row? I mean, Anthony Davis is going to play. He's questionable. I've heard DeGrois is questionable, gonna the game. too. I don't think they're going to miss the game against the Celtics. I'd be shocked.
3: I think they either both play or neither play. And I'm leaning towards both of them playing because Davis has had some time off, and LeBron's been playing through the injury. And listen, my heart, my heart is screaming Celtics to me. I think th- we all agree the Lakers are a better team than the Celtics. But they really aren't a better team. There really isn't a better team than the Lakers, unless you're talking about the Utah Jazz, of course. Team right? four, um, baby. Um, but <laughs> but I mean, I'm a I'm gonna go with the Celtics. What a start. All right, home game, Kemba Walker. Going to have a big game. I like the point guard matchup for Walker. I think that, you know, t- Brown and and Tatum are playing real good basketball this year. They can match the firepower. They can match the firepower of LeBron and, and AD, and then it comes down to the other guys performing. The The only guy I'm regretting we don't have right now is Peyton Pritchard. I think that yeah. he's, he's going to be very important down the line, but... I'm picking. I'm picking the Celtics to go 82 and 0. So yeah. Celtics winning this game
0: for sure. The thing that's interesting to me about tonight's game, I don't know if you watched the last game. You probably did. I don't know if you did, Connor. But the Celtics in the first half went 12 deep against the Spurs. You never see Brad Stevens go 12 deep in the first half. If I see Carson Edwards play another first quarter, I'm gonna no shoot That's myself. ridiculous. But tonight against the Lakers, this is a top team in the league. You're gonna be careful with your lineup. It will be interesting to see how many guys Brad Stevens actually plays tonight. I don't think he's gonna go 12 deep in the first half. I'm interested to see what Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum do against the guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis. Davis is coming into this game injured. I'd like to see him at 100% healthy, but obviously he's not right now. But the Lakers are still a good team, obviously. Probably still the favorites to win the title. They've lost two in a row. LeBron's playing in an unbelievable talent like he always does. It's going to be interesting to see what Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum do tonight against a great team like the Lakers. And those additions that LA added, like Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell, haven't been too great so far this season. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, there's there's plenty of time left. But we'll see what happens. You think the Celtics are going to knock down LA tonight and make them lose three in a row, or is the Lakers just going to say, "Come on, we're going to beat this team"? And I don't know who's going to defend Anthony Davis Sammy? if he plays. Yeah, he's playing.
1: Isn't it supposed to be Tristan Thompson?
0: <laughs> Big. By the way, him, not. Tristan Thompson what and Jeff T disappointed. Disappointments. I I think the Brad will probably have it be Tice or
3: like Grant Williams. Yikes! But like Grant you know, Williams hasn't got a lot of minutes. Actually. I know. Williams. I, I want to see Grant playing more. I want to see. Carson Edwards playing less. Please, God. Um, I, Yeah, I'd rather... I mean, I don't think it should be Tristan Thompson. I don't think he's a very good defender. I think he's a good go rebounder. Okay. Um, but... Oh, he's been... I think he's been tired. Here's how... I'm, here's why... I want the Celtics to win really bad. Okay? Here's why the Celtics are going to lose. Mark my words. Listen very closely. Both... I'm gonna go. I'm just going to go out and say it right I'll now. Mark any words. Okay, you ready? Write them down. Okay. Both Daniel Tice... And Tristan Thompson are going to start this game because Brad Stevens is not a good coach, and he always makes a terrible decision in starting both those guys, even though they have a horrible plus minus. Connor not really writing words, just so you know. Um, oh, I got it. it that's the first one. Secondly, they're just not gonna they're not gonna change up their strategy. They're probably gonna get beat early, and they're not gonna they're not gonna adapt. They, yeah, yeah. And like, there's just. They're going to let Davis go to work because we don't have anyone that can stop him. And we're not going to have any way to start him. I guarantee you, Ojele is going to be on him at some point in the game, and that's not going to work. Then Marcus Smart's going to try and defend him, which makes no sense. and He's going to probably succeed. Um, You're making me nervous. There's a lot of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of (laughs) reasons. My biggest reason is the Thompson-Tice thing. So you're taking the Lakers minus five and a half? No, I'm taking Celtics' money line, bro. I'll throw money away at it. I don't care. I'll, right, throw well, money, I'll throw
0: my money away This is I, probably one of the biggest games of the year so far I'm surprised it's this early in the season But you know what, you get LeBron, you get AD, you get Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum It's going to be a fun night on ABC Hopefully the Celtics can win the game And I don't know be, And before we get to this 10 questions around the NBA I see Connor over there checking the NBA standings And man, shout out to the Utah Jazz This team's won 11 in a row
3: That team's an ATM, just so you know
0: They won 11 in a row and,
1: Wow, 15-4 and four.
3: Yeah.
0: They're the best team in the NBA right now Yeah the Utah Jazz got. They'll probably roller. finish as like a five seed. But yeah. Before we get to this, I just want to say shout out to them. You got Mike Conley, Don Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Oh, I don't. Mike I don't Conley love them. Sucks. I don't love Rudy Gobert, but he's been playing pretty good so far this season. And what the Bogdanovich? I think he put up thirty one last night.
3: Shout out to Joe Ingles for passing John Stockton for uh, most three points last night. By yeah. Utah Jazz. Player. And shout out
0: to Jordan Clarkson for being an absolute baller off the bench. Great right now. trade Utah for Jazz. Them. Great trade for them. I but, forget yeah. who they gave up, but it was worth it. Oh, it was Dante Exum. Yeah. it's but yeah, Pretty shout stupid. out to Utah, you guys. All right, before we end the show today, I came up with a little 10-question thingy a couple nights back, and I said, Connor and Jay, let's get it done on Week 22, All the balls. So you know what? We're going to run through them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yes, I can In that order. Count. In that order. Question number one. We're going to go all the way around the league, Connor. you ready for this? I'm ready. Question number one. Up to this. Up to this point, what is one thing that has surprised you the most this season? Who wants to start us off? Me? Okay. All right, the thing I said for <laughs> me... me Listen, I think the thing that surprised me the most this season—it just got to be watching TV and seeing freaking James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant all on the same team. I mean, yes, we didn't know we knew that James Harden wasn't too happy in Houston, but man, did I see this coming? And I gotta be honest with you, no, I don't see James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant ever being on the same team. Do you think he was really wearing a, a fat suit? in Houston no I don't think I think that was all bullshit to be honest with you <laughs> I think all those memes all those emojis James Harden looked fr- he was huge he looked absolutely humongous I, I don't think know he what might he, have been. whether he was going to Taco Bell McDonald's or Burger King I don't know what he was doing but James Harden looked like he was 50 pounds more than he is right now but once again surprising to me James Harden, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are all on the same damn team and they're not that good I know. We'll see. We get a long season, like you said. Yeah. So what do you? What surprised you guys the most this season so far? My my biggest surprise, it seems like I have the same
3: surprise every year, which is sort of uh, idiotic. It means I shouldn't be surprised by it anymore. Um, but the amount of blowouts in the NBA really upsets me. Like, good games, bad games, like games I expect to be good. Yeah. There, there's blowouts. There's way too many blowouts. The, like, teams winning by 20-plus. It happens. The, every night, there's a team winning by 20-plus. And I feel like we used to not see that a lot in the NBA. And every year there's more and more blowout games. And I don't know. I guess I attribute it to, to all these superstars teaming up. But then, like, you know, Cleveland is the one that beats Brooklyn by, yeah, like, 25 yeah. points. Like, I don't understand. And the Pistons the, beat the Lakers. Yeah, and the Pistons beat the Lakers. And the Pistons beat the Celtics. And the Spurs beat the Celtics. Seven of the ten and, games
0: last night were double-digit scores. Yeah, they?
3: like, what? Like what's going on? Like, why? Is it, like, team? Our teams giving up early? Are... Are I don't know I don't know why I really don't get it, but there's just so many blowouts now. It, it's making at least the second half of games very unexciting. Gotta love March um, Madness. Yeah, gotta love March Madness. These these anything can happen there. Not anything can happen in the NBA. There's I guarantee you there's gonna be blowouts every single night. It, it, it's
1: annoying. It's bo- it bothers me a lot. What surprised you, Connor? The Knicks lead the league in defense. Wow, number one, really? Number yeah, they're number one. 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 They're and number one defense in the NBA. Geez. Points per game. I'm looking at it right now after last night because they lowered Cleveland to eighty one points last night. Couldn't believe it. I had the over at two oh six and the Knicks Knicks
3: are better than Brooklyn. On defense. Because Cleveland beat Brooklyn. Cleveland beat Brooklyn. The Knicks
1: beat Cleveland. them. one by one. So the the Knicks are better than Brooklyn. Nine we are nine and eleven. That's what else. And the Knicks are better than the Celtics. 20 so they games. They blew, blew them out. 20 games. We are 9-11. Yeah. and 11. And they lead the league in defense, averaging less than 103 points per game. Uh, the team in second averages 104.8. So wow. I am. Who's that? I just, I can go back to it. I just put it away. So there. some is time. it Utah?
0: It probably is. I think it was Utah. At Fifteen and Actually, 4 it must
1: be Utah. I think it was Utah. Are
0: uh, you guys ready for question number two? But yeah. Question number I'm two. Sure. Hey, I looked back at the 2016 draft class. I was just doing some research. Pretty good on class. That. Rank these four 2016 draft picks in order. And the four that I said, we got Ben Simmons, we got Brandon Ingram, we got Jalen Brown, and Demontis Sabonis.
3: You know, you missed out on some players who are like really yeah. good. You also, know what? I stole this. Qu- three
0: was I stole worst. this question from NBA Legion on Twitter. And I, they said, rank these players. You so no, I'm like, you know what? what we about got- Jamal Murray. Hey, hey, Adam, Adam, to the list. Okay. Osh. Oh, mm. uh, or okay. just tell me after. No, we'll add him, we'll add him I'm gonna add him in So Jalen Brown, DeMontis Sabonis, Brandon Ingram, Ben Simmons, and Jamal Murray One to five Who's the best, who's the worst, who's number three, who's number four Want me to tell you my order right now? Yeah, go ahead Done. Number one, I get Jalen Brown Okay Yes, I'm a Celtics fan, but I got Jalen Brown number okay. one Okay, cool Number two, I get DeMontis Sabonis I think he's a versatile player Did you I add think him? Jamal Murray? Oh yeah, I did Okay, okay. I like Sabonis too Three Whew. Alright, Jalen Brown 1, DeMondis Sabonis 2, 3, I'm going to go with Brandon Ingram, 4, Jamal Murray, and 5, Ben Simmons. Wow. Can I go next? Yes. Sure. Alright. I have two
3: that are the same as yours. That's how My I will first start tip. this off. Fans start to think about what that might mean. But, num Yeah, that's right. Number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <fucking> tics! <laughs> Number one, I have Jalen Brown. I, I think that this year it's just, I don't, like, listen... Brandon Ingram put up 27 points a game at one point, but he didn't do it with Jason Tatum next to him, okay? Like, Jalen Brown is balling. He might be the best player on the Celtics, and that's saying something because Connor said earlier, Jason Tatum could be a top five, top ten MVP player this year. Yeah. Um, And Jalen Brown could be too, which is insane. Easily. So I got Jalen Brown number one. I think this guy is doing something these other guys are unable to do. Only one of them will be top five. Number two, I'm sliding in Jamal Murray. Now, Now, Jamal Murray... This year is not looking super great, but none of the other guys on this list could do what Jamal Murray did in the playoffs last year. Yeah,
0: and it is it is unreal. I call him Mr. Mr He's
3: Mr. Bubbleicious apparently, um, and he's got real talent. This guy is... Is something special. I think he's gonna be around for a long time. He's an incredible shooter. I don't know anyone else besides Steph, Cur- Steph Curry, and maybe Damian Lillard that have that step back three in their game like Jamal Murray. It's yeah. it's it's wild. Yeah. Um, three. I'm going with Brandon Ingram because of that 27 points per game. I don't like. I love Sabonis. I think he's a very good player. I think his All Star. I was thinking about the fact. That Ingram and Sabonis were both All Stars last year, and I thought that Sabonis's was more of a fluke than Ingram. I think Ingram has a lot more star potential than Sabonis. I like Sabonis a lot. I don't think he's like that team lead. You know, let's let's drive home to a championship run type player. I think Ingram has that kind of potential, not as that he can be the best player on a championship team, but he has more of that than Sabonis. So I have Ingram third, Sabonis fourth, And and then Simmons last because. Maybe maybe more he's right, and it's just because Simmons has this high expectation that he's not hitting. But Ben Simmons is is a player that's supposed to be a star. He's incredibly passive. He never takes over a game. He's averaging like 12 points a game this year. He's, that's uh, horrible. I, yeah, I don't want to call him trash, that's but, but I hate him, and I wish he was better. Um, he Like, he just—he does nothing for me at all. He's not special in my mind. I think that—I've I say I've said the same thing about him, like, over and over again— in transition, he's, like, a top 10 player. In the half court, he's the most average dude I've ever seen. Um, and I could defend him on the three-point line. Mm. So, like, what like, what does that mean? Like, I, he's not that good. Like, I
1: I, I don't like him. Which I don't like right? him. So he's fifth. So I have Jalen Brown number one. Uh, Jalen Brown's having a, a heck of a season. Mostly the reason I have Jalen Brown number one is because Jalen Brown is – and a very, very much above average defender. Whether the NBA wants to recognize him for all defensive teams in the future or not. He is absolutely an above average defender. Probably the best defender out of this list. I have Ingram at two, just because of last season. Average 25 plus. Um, dude is a Kevin Durant look-alike, except he's only 6'9". he's skinnier somehow. Yeah. Way skinnier. But the kid can shoot. The kid can post up. The kid's got game. I wish he was more lethal from three, but... I like ingram i have murray three murray's murray three because murray has been awful this year but i do believe that he has special shooting abilities like jake said that step back is unmatched except for people that defense better improve uh it's horrible it's horrible but that step back is good. Um, people like Curry and Lillard, not a lot of people can replicate that. And his, his ability to put up 50 in any given night is still, still something you do have to account for. Um, fourth, I have Simmons. I know he's averaging 13-8-8. Eight, eight, but I have Simmons over Sabonis just because. Sabonis
0: is not excited. He's not excited, but I think he can do everything. Simmons
1: I don't think was all has- defense last year too.
0: Yeah, because he defends guys half his height.
1: He is a good defender. I'm a big He gets a lot of steals. I'm a big... I'm a, I was a big Simmons guy. I've been watching him since he was at Montverde Academy wow. with next to D'Angelo Russell. What a like, team. What a team. I, I loved watching him. He went to LSU like a freaking dummy, I think. Yeah. Because his team had no one. he still lit it up. Still number one pick. Like Fats Russell this year. But...
3: No. Not like Fats Russell. He has
1: not improved since his...
3: Yeah, not freshman, really.
0: Since his freshman year at LSU, in my right. opinion. Yeah, not really. All right. Those are obviously all some very good players. But question number three, the NBA trade deadline is going to be here before you know it. What's a move that one team could slash should make at the trade deadline that can maybe possibly take this team to the next step? I think
3: this is going to – I'm such a homer. Go. Um, the Celtics have to use that trade exception like it this is like a no brainer for me like it, you need to you you need to go out to a team that is looking to dump a large contract and get the guy for peanuts we can we can absorb a contract we need to trade a, a couple second round picks maybe a future first for a guy that's going to change what the Celtics can do mm-hmm. on the court this year now i listed i guess four guys it's really three and then a and then a question mark um but the, the Celtics need to go out and get a big man. That is, that is the, the primary thing here. They need to go out and get someone that elevates the big man position. Like Daniel Tice can shoot, Tristan Thompson can rebound, Robbie Williams can play defense. Let's get a guy that can do all three, please. Like that's all I want. Maybe at least two out of the three. But here are a few names I put that the Celtics really would, would do great in adding this year. And it would really bring them to the next level. The first one is Nikola Vucevic. The Magic are in this like weird area where they're not good, they're not bad, they win games, they shouldn't, they lose games, they shouldn't. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere, but at the same time, they're they're somehow relevant, um, somewhat. Like I, Vucevic needs a move. He's he's been their best player for like ten years. Um, and I think that if you if he was on the Celtics they we'd be a legit title contender, no doubt yeah. I think he's a guy that can be the highest scorer on the team I think he's a guy that can get 20 rebounds for you um, He's a very special player That's like the, the absolute dream Would be to get Nikola Vucevic Another name I put was Julius Randle If the Knicks were worse, I think there'd be a legit chance Of getting Julius Randle um, But for some reason, they're they're sticking to this pipe dream Of like winning two games in a row So they can lose as the eight seed um, Hey, we'll be fine Okay, you'll be fine That doesn't mean you're good doesn't mean you should do it Randall's because you're fine. Switch. Yeah, Randall is the second name. Getting a guy like Julius Randall, a scorer, a scorer, at big would be very special. He's also a pretty good rebounder. Third guy, I put this one seems a lot more achievable in my mind. That'd be LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, he's really old, um, and the Spurs are like the Spurs are kind of decent this year, but like I don't think they'd mind giving up LaMarcus Aldridge for a couple picks um, mm. because he he's on his way out the door. So I'd love to just pick up LA and, and add him to it. yeah. You, you I have might have something involving the Spurs. Okay, um, I would like to get Mark Aldridge on the Celtics. I think he's a great scoring option. He's not the best defender, but if we had firepower like him at big, we'd be pretty good. And the, th- the fourth thing I put was it's not really a name. It's just I wrote Cleveland big man. Um, they have like seven centers on their team. I would love to get one of them, even if it's like <laughs> even if it's like Javale McGee. <laughs> like one of them. like put Javale McGee on the Celtics, and I think that we've improved at big man. Um, yeah. Like eh, yeah. I mean like. He can block. He can get rebounds. He's not gonna do anything too stupid unless he gets on Shaq and a fool. But like, give me a Cleveland big. Like, give me Andre Drummond. Give me Javale McGee. I, I, like, Jared Allen would be a dream. I don't think we're gonna get it. No. But like, give me Larry Nance Jr. Yeah. Like, I'll like I'll take one of those guys. Yes. I, like, I, like that. I would. I would. I want the Celtics to do something with that trade inception. And, and for me, it needs to be a big man.
0: All right. I didn't go quite as deep as you, but you know what? I think a team that could a trade that could shake up things for both teams. San Antonio's probably not going anywhere. Yeah, they're playing good right now, but I don't think they're really that good of a team. DeRozan? The Toronto Raptors aren't really going anywhere either. Stop. Stop. I I already know where this is going. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are good friends. They're good pals. DeMar DeRozan's talked about, yeah, I'd love to end my career in Toronto. So you know what? Why not pull off a trade that could maybe, possibly I think it could help both teams. DeMar DeRozan goes back to Toronto, back to his old team. Hang out with Kyle Lowry, hang out with Fred Van Fleet, and you know what? San Antonio's going to want something for him. Pascal Siakam? Give him Chris Boucher, a guy that's a What? And maybe, 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 what do you say? Pascal Siakam, I don't think so. I think they could honestly he said do said Siakam. I think Boucher's straight up for DeRozan, but I know OG's on a big contract. Why don't you give him OG and Chris Boucher, DeMar DeRozan back in Toronto? I think this could shake Does that up work? Things. Yeah, like, it could. Right. Like, DeRozan makes like 30 you know, million. You know that thing online where you can sh- do the team. Oh, Toronto, he
3: did it and it worked. Hustled. Okay, OG and yeah, right. that's that's a that's a haul. I think right. Toronto's getting hustled. You think Toronto's getting hustled? I think Toronto, yes. I think this, Boucher's her, a beast. Boucher I just is told he's you only the, twenty-three. I just told Imagine you. Rosa, I, up, eight, I just told you. I just told you. How twenty-three?
1: How is he, dude? I just told you maybe. that.
3: DeRozan had a 99 true shooting percentage against the Celtics. Like, this dude is balling really out of his trade. mind. Like, That's an interesting trade. Apparently, it's a good trade because I thought the Spurs were were getting hustled, and Connor thinks the Raptors are getting 28? hustled. So.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I looked up his age the other day. He's 20, 20 I so guess it's a good but, trade if,
3: if we think that dude, two teams are winning the trade. I don't think they're so, going He's anyway. 28.
1: He's at the his prime right now. He's about to average 20, 10 and two blocks. He's a beast, and right. I didn't know if I'm defensively gonna... for DeMar DeRozan in that contract. I, let he's me... going to... Let me on, let me pick year. apart.
3: Let me pick apart that trade a little bit. I haven't even gone yet. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna pick that apart a little short bit. We're running short of time. Hurry, hurry. We're not running short of time. We've got all the time in the world. Toronto is playing horrible. Okay, they are like one Seven of the worst. Yeah, they're one of the worst teams in the, in the uh, the Eastern Conference. I don't see them trading away their young players for a veteran to to you know try and reconcile that. If it's, I think if anything, I see them going the other way and saying like, "Let's move Kyle Lowry for picks and young guys." Um, Kyle
0: wanted to stay because he thought they had one more shot with the team. They had well, he's Carly wrong, and well, he's, wrong. Terrible. he's wrong. He's wrong. I think it would make it. I mean, hey, it's a one move that I think could help both teams make the NBA a little more interesting. Let's go. I, what do I, you got, Connor? I got the Bucks should get Bradley Beal. How? See you later. I don't NBA. know how you do it.
1: You have to get Bradley Beal out of Washington, and if someone is willing, to, is willing to, are they trading the prices, Drew Holiday? I would. It could, it's clearly Not. It's not. I mean, that's just me, though. You're trading Chris Middleton. No, I, I. I think one of the two I have to go. I would trade Middleton for Beal. I
3: don't think that makes sense that's for. What I'm I mean, I get it. Like Bradley Beal like a thirty-five point per game guy, but like. Ridiculous. What's making the wheels turn on this trade? Like, why is it happening?
1: Because Bradley Beal eventually is gonna have to knock on the. I, who is it? Sherman? Tom Sherman? I don't know who runs the Some idiot. Some idiot. He's not, not gonna knock go on the door and say, I know I know I'm on contract for the next three years and it's a max, but get me out of here. And she's okay. gonna Well he deserves dude, a guy. Russell, Russell
3: Westbrook is is having trouble.
1: Yeah he's having real trouble. He's having a lot of trouble. I would
3: not want to be that guy's teammate. Bradley Bill's just crying every night on the bench. <laughs> I
1: feel bad for that man. I know people have shit off that's him. an awful
3: team. I feel bad for him. It's Russell nice. Westbrook needs to go to like the Detroit Pistons and just torch the Nets every night and not worry about anyone else on the team. That's the only way to succeed out. in the NBA. That, that
0: would, would work out good. Yeah. What do we got? Question four? Yeah. Question number four. What's your opinion of the NBA possibly changing its mind? That they're talking about it. They're thinking about holding the All-Star game in Atlanta. At first they said there was going to be no All-Star game this season. But right now I think it's going to happen.
1: I love it. I, I love it. That's all I have to say.
0: I love it, too. And I love it, too, but I did hear the idea that it might just be an All-Star game and no slam dunk at three point But if we're going to have the All-Star game, why not hold all the festivities? Why not? Yeah, I
3: agree. I mean, the, the only reason you wouldn't is so College. that, like, less less people are there, I guess. Yeah. But I, I'm i also for it. And, uh, you know, I gave a little maybe a, a guideline to how to do it. Just make the All-Star break longer. Like, make – Yeah, I think take, take take I a like week that. Take a week before – like, take a week from when games are done – to when the all-star game would be. Bring those guys into a bubble, test them, I don't care. Make sure they're all COVID free, make it safe, then play the game. Then send them back, like, and then you got a week off, and then you know give them a few more days after the game so that they're rested up. Right. If you got to make it a little longer, that's what it is. I think there should be a game. I think if you're doing that too, like, you might as well. The bubble worked. There were zero COVID cases in the bubble. And I think it is longer like, like, the break. The only
0: yeah. came up with the second half schedule. Yeah. yeah. So like, right.
3: if the if the NBA bubble can work with every team and coaches being there, how how can you not get like thirty players to come yeah. to a thing and, and be fine?
0: You know. Totally. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I'd like to see an Austin game. I mean, a year without an Austin game would kind of suck, but. And
3: like if you're a I don't Like I don't want to say Jalen Brown But like If you're a Jalen Brown type guy Who's like Going to be a first time All star this year Do you really like Just want to be get like A letter in the mail And say you're an all star yeah. Or do you want to go Play the game you Yeah, know? right. Yeah Exactly You want to play In, in the game Jalen Brown Jim Yeah Brown, he does People like him Have earned the right Yeah and like I don't Like the reason I said I don't want to say Jalen Brown Is because I think He'll be back again But like If you're a one time All star Like and that's your one time Right That sucks
1: Totally
0: Totally agree. Mom, we will be giving you our Super Bowl preview next week. It will mostly, week 23 will mostly be all Super Bowl talk. We will be on Saturday morning, the day before Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay. Brugge question might be an all-star? Detroit? Bouget. Huh, they
1: said on. Detroit. Might be an all-star.
3: No all-stars for teams that are like the bottom three. Yeah. All
0: right, question number five. What team could you see making the playoffs that you did not having making the playoffs to start the season? And you know what? This is a long shot, but... I like the way the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing, and don't forget, ten teams do make the playoffs in both the East and the West. Does that so. count? What? Well, yeah, I mean, I think count- so. Still- so you're counting the play-ins as playoffs? It's technically, you qualify. You have a chance. I'm not. I wasn't counting those as playoffs. I will. Right, well, you know what? I think maybe Cleveland gets the eight seed. I love the way Colin Sexton's playing right now. I think they're only a game below 500. I know they're they not got- in ten. They got yeah, That's they are a game below 500. They are. They not got killed 10. by the Knicks last night, but listen, it's a long shot. But Colin Sexton's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. And you know what? I d- sucked last night. Yeah, he did suck Whatever. last night. Because he played the number one defense in the league. Oh wow. I d- but I think if they keep the team together, Drummond's good, Jared Allen's good. I know it's kind of a weird team, but they don't have that many good shooters, but they play like Draymond McGee at small forward. You know what, right now what are they right now? Are they are they in the playoffs? No yeah. yes, they're the seventh seed. Yeah, so you know what? Hang around, play five. Nine or ten, gets and- you the seventh seed in the east. Right?
3: Yeah, the East is so bad. Yeah, so you um, know what? I-, I go with Cleveland. I wrote down two teams. Uh, one of them was the Cleveland Cavaliers. What's the other uh, one? San Antonio Spurs.
1: God, dang it! Did you write that? No, I wrote the Knicks.
3: Oh no! See, I, th- I was. Th- the, I like the Knicks. I think that they could do it. I just. I think that either them or Cleveland is going to see some regression and like, fall back mean. down. Um, Spurs. And could easily, yeah, the Spurs are really good. Oh, that they're hot! hot. Yeah, yeah that's that's great. the Spurs are hot. I didn't um, know that. And if you look at the Western Conference standings, you guys at home can do it too. It's like yeah, just down to, NBA standard Yeah, down to like the 14th seed. I think there's like one game difference between the 14th seed and like the sixth seed in the Western Conference. So like really anyone anyone could still make it. Like Dallas is like way down there. They could easily win two games in a yeah. row and be in the playoffs. Um, but I think San Antonio holds on. I think they have excellent coaching. I think they have good veteran talent, and I like their young guys too. I like uh, Murray. I like White when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, that what's his name, Keldon Johnson. He's pretty That guy's pretty good. He killed the Celtics. The other that guy's pretty good. Um, yes. I yeah I think that I think the Spurs can hang on and and you know lose in four games to a team
1: uh, once they make the playoffs. <laughs> what you got, Connor? Howell? I have the Knicks. I have the I because I you know what I think I think the Knicks can be a nine seed or a ten seed, win two games, get to be an eight seed, and win one game against the yeah. one seed. If, if it's Brooklyn.
0: I'd yeah, the win. East is different. I, I would right? jump out this window if they win one game. Yeah, one. Oh, the next. He said if, they could if, win one game. I think they could win at least could. one. If they game.
3: play good defense, like, they can absolutely. manual quickly, he's playing like he's playing. If we man. play at Brooklyn, if you win a, yeah, I mean like the Knicks. I would could, watch that one verse eight.
1: I'm just telling you right now. That'd be awesome. I, I would. Have you're gonna watch. The, you're view. gonna watch the Knicks. I'm telling you from crowd's perspective. If Yeah, I
3: mean like because because the way the Knicks play. They, if they, they can win a low-scoring affair against most teams, they're a right. good defense. I added something to this, this question here. Yeah. Team that I thought would make
0: it that I, that I now think is going to miss. Oh, the what the hell is going on with the Miami Heat? They're playing really bad, but don't forget, how many games has Jimmy Butler played? I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. Jimmy but Butler the, has at this point. That's
3: like they're they the, but bad. like they're not. The Heat are not about Jimmy Butler carrying them. They're like horrible. They, he should, Robinson he's been just bad. like a very good. Like I don't want to call Jimmy Butler a role player. What they have But the Heat like are? the Heat don't have superstars. They have guys that play their role, and Jimmy Butler is an extremely good role player for them. You know what? Like he. Losing Jay Crowder was huge. Yeah, it makes no sense to me what's going on with the Miami Heat. Even without Jimmy Butler, they should be a five hundred team. They were. They made the finals last yeah, year. Yeah, had them as the five seed. Um. Yeah, I had them. I had them higher. I think I had them with three or four. I, but like, what is team. going on with this team? I really, I'm, I'm absolutely shocked that they're six and twelve. Um, they, I guess they can turn it around, but, because it's still early. Yeah, but wow, like, weird. they're they're like a fifth of the way through the season. Um, They're more than a fifth of the way through. They're a quarter of the way through the season. They're actually exactly a quarter of the way through the season, and they are way out of it. So I I think they need to turn it around a lot. Uh, If Jim Butler comes back, then maybe, but like – they, they should be better, even without them. Yeah, they just made it to the finals. I mean, all
0: right, halfway through this, question number six is very interesting. For those of you that like the Hall of Fame...
3: Let's go one player at a time. Yeah,
0: we'll go yes, no, yes, no. We'll go yeah. through it. All right, so I'm going to name five players right now. You tell me yes or no for the Hall of Fame. You want to go this way or this way or that way? Whatever,
3: just one player at a time.
0: Kevin Love. Yes. No. 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 Wow. Dude, right. you, want it, Let's just do you want to... Want to go it? Connor, you
2: want to plead your
1: case? Um, Well, he's got the ring. I think that's a huge part of it. He was... And... I mean, his years in Minnesota were so dominant. I think his numbers are going to be up there. Okay, I think he's a good player. I think that's fair. I think yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's
3: fair. This is like a 50 i I'm I'm saying no because he's like, look at him now. Like I get that, like his number, his numbers are good, but like, but he's bringing like, I'm not like going to discredit someone for playing longer into their career but, the but NBA, he's bringing his career averages way down with with how poorly he's playing for Cleveland. I mean, yeah, At the end of the career
1: the it might M- not matter. It might not. I don't think it does. The NBA shows that longevity
0: they'll reward you for that. I just say Dude's no. I don't no. This is a guy that I could go either way. I'm just going no. It's Yeah,
3: I'm going no. I think
0: yes. Uh Jamal Crawford? No. No.
3: I also said no.
0: And great player, but Yeah, no. like
3: he he, he he's, he's like favorite. a special player. He He's more of, like, an iconic guy than like, a, yeah. than, like, a Hall of Fame type guy. But, like, I mean, we're going to go through the list more, but it takes a very, very special player to come off the bench the entire career and Yeah, and, and if make he Hall makes Fame. it,
0: everyone minds. I mean, you yeah, can't right. everyone make the Hall like of Fame. the It's a Hall of Fame.
3: Shout out to Joe Cucinata if you ever listen to this. But, like, every time I talk about who makes the Hall of Fame, he says, Sean Kemp is not in the Hall of Fame. And I go, okay, then I guess this guy shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and for so me, like, Sean Kemp is a lot better than Jamal Crawford. Yeah, well, McGrady's yeah, in it. Yeah
0: Alright Manu Ginobili Yes Yes First ballot Yeah No doubt top, Even though he was probably The third best player on that team Doesn't Robert, matter Duncan he has, uh, Some he has people four, say Ginobili shouldn't make it I'm like are hey, you crazy yeah.
3: Like He has four championship rings And You like
0: That was the most obvious I think You
3: can team argue team. You can argue that like Without him They won't win Like it, I'm not like That's the difference for me between, like, Mono Ginobili Ginobili and, like, Derek Fisher. Like, Derek Fisher has five championships. He's not a Hall of Fame player because without Derek Fisher, they're still winning championships. For me, like, Mono Ginobili is not, like, the guy that they're going to have zero championships without him. But he definitely makes a huge impact on that team, and he is the reason that they have as many championships as they do. Um, so Manu Ginobili, like you got four rings You got a long career The The international play, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame It's not the, the NBA Hall of Fame
1: Exactly Um,
3: he, He's definitely a Hall of Famer in my mind First ballot, no doubt
1: Derek Rose Yes No I said yes Without a doubt, McGrady's in it
3: Yeah, like here this is it. To me it comes down to a couple of very simple things The first one is It's the Basketball Hall of Fame Not the NBA Hall of Fame And he had a terrific season with Memphis um and and they're gonna remember his college play. The second thing is I don't I mean like Bill Walton made the Hall of Fame. I don't think they're leaving MVPs out of the Hall of Fame at this point. And Derek Rose, it's like you know, I look at Kevin Love and I say his stats aren't gonna be there and he didn't win a championship. But part of why Derek Rose is gonna make it is the story.
2: Yeah. Um
3: you you gotta like they it they vote people in. They don't just say, they don't just look at raw numbers and let a computer decide whether you're in the Hall of Fame or not. Derrick Rose has the story. He could have been like, you know, someone's like, yo, he could have been the best point guard of all time. I Like, I'm not going to argue that. Like, if Derrick Rose was never hurt, he could have been the best point guard of all time. It's, it's like, it's not, it's, it's a little far-fetched, but it's not insane to say. He was like the youngest MVP, like, in a long time. Yeah. Um... And then to come back in you know, the 50-point game and he's still like putting up great numbers. He had like 20-something for the Knicks like, when he played for them. Yeah, he was a good player. A he's, and he still is a good player. He's a, he's changed his game and he's continuing to perform. Um, I think that the story gets Derrick Rose into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, I understand the story. You can get him there and listen. He's averaged about, I'd say, probably 18.5 for his career or something like that. I just think, yeah, he's a good player. He's an MVP. Does every single MVP make the Hall of Fame? Most like It usually happens. I'd say, what, 90% of he'd time be the time fir-
3: He'd be the first one not to.
0: And I think, I wow. think he's going to be the first one not every to. Every like, MVP has made the Hall of Fame. I think Rose will be the first one not to make the Hall of Fame. And I just looked it up to be curious. His probability is, it says 11.93% that he's going to make it on here. So I guess they don't, sandwiched between Al Horford and Bernard King. That's, that's absurd. That's crazy. That's Even absurd. Al
3: because Al Horford has 0% chance of making the Hall of Fame. And I I think Derrick Rose... I'd give Derrick Rose what a
0: 45% chance of I think him. he has at
3: least a 60% chance to make the Hall of Fame. Bernard
1: King is around 12%. That's crazy. That's disgusting. Well, if he hasn't made it now, he's not going to. He's not he going to, no but chance. he's one of the greatest Knicks ever. Like, when Melo was breaking all these scoring records, Too they're nasty. all Bernard Kings. Like,
3: I'm going to say no with Derrick Rose. Like, I guess
1: it depends on the class, but, like, yeah. Derrick Rose should be a Hall of Fame. I guess that's my...
0: That's that's, um, that's my bar Bernard King's not in the Hall of Famer And Al Horford's obviously okay. not a Hall of Famer Alright, last one Yeah, obviously Kyle Lowry, I went with yes I think it's a no-doubt yes uh, It's yes, like the championship yes. pushed it over the edge I, I don't think Yeah, he's the, like now right, I, I would have right. said he's
3: a Hall of Famer before the, the ring, honestly Right um, I kind of want to see what they say And another, another guy It's the story the, That thing is not accounting for the story Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time he is, like, he is the Toronto Raptors. They say 85%? Yeah. Well, he's got a ring. He's surprised. got a—he's a, a year-in, year-out all-star starter. Um, and he, he is Toronto basketball. Like, he—like, he, I get that, like, they had Tracy McGrady and they had Vince Carter, and, like, that was big at the time. But, like, he put Toronto basketball on the map and made them relevant. Um, he totally he is no doubt a hall of famer. If the, if the Rosen stuck around, they wouldn't have a championship. He'll, but he's gonna have a statue. There. But like, yeah, like Kyle Lowry is gonna have a statue outside of the uh, he will Jurassic have a Park there. Um, so, so absolutely no doubt, Hall of Famer for Kyle Lowry. And
0: I just looked it up. Kevin Love to give a seventy three percent chance to make it. Jamal Crawford thirty two percent chance to make it. I can't believe Jamal Crawford is higher than Derrick Rose. I haven't looked, but that's probably like close to ninety. Ginobili's a hundred
3: percent Hall I
0: cannot believe Jamal Crawford is higher than Derrick Rose. That's ridiculous. Yeah. My Ginobili Hall of Fame odds—they're giving him eighty seven. So he's we'll see what yeah, happens. That's fair. I think he's the first ballot. So yeah. I got two yeses and three noes on my list. So do I. We shall see. I got four yeses. Wow. Jamal Crawford, the only nine. Right. Question number seven. If you're starting an NBA franchise right now, would you take John Morant or would you take Zion Williamson?
3: I'm going John Morant. Um, my, my biggest concern is Zion's health. Yeah. Um, it, you can't rely on your best player only playing, you know, 70% of the games every year. And then secondly, I think every championship team... In the history of championship teams, has had a good point guard. Right. Um, you need a good point guard to win, and if you're going to build your team around a position, it might as well be the point guard. Yeah, so I'm going, with ja- I'm going with John Moran. I time. like like that. I, these were more like, you know, um, I can't think of the word, but I'm not comparing the talent. I think they're both plenty talented enough to start a franchise with. Yeah. It's more the intangibles. I'm going with, with Ja because because he fits the mold better.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ja too. Yeah, I'm going with Ja too and especially the way the NBA is going these days, I think the point guard's a more important position. Right. And listen, these are guys are great players, they're probably not I mean, you never know, John Moran could be a Hall of Fame player. I'm just like you, Jacob, concerned about Zion's health. Obviously they're both still young players, but from starting a team right now, I take that point guard that you know he's a damn good point guard and Zion Williamson, his health's a bigger factor than Ja's. Absolutely. Question number eight name one city that doesn't have an NBA team right now that you think would be a great spot for one. Seattle. They were talking about that, too. Well, yeah,
3: well, they are talking about moving the Kings less, there a while
1: ago. And the Grizzlies. Yeah. That's funny. That was my answer to question nine, actually. My answer to question nine was, what was one thing you'd do? And it,
3: You'd move the Grizzlies
1: to Seattle? No, i put the Kings in Seattle. Wait, so question, no, question eight, go you got that. Seattle? Yeah. And question nine the was, Supersonics are coming back? Would you change the name? Seattle Kings, I think, is pretty cool. Okay. Maybe. I mean, whatever you want. I don't care. I would just remove I like Seattle. I would, I would remove the owner. I've
0: never been there, but I hear it's a nice city. And you know what else I hear is a nice city because I've been there? A team that doesn't have an NBA team? Pittsburgh. Wow. I love the city of Pittsburgh. Listen. Two you, teams in Pennsylvania? You, two teams in New York. Brooklyn, New York, I consider the same. Two th- teams in LA. It's Pittsburgh. Listen. You know how crazy Pittsburgh is about their teams? The Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah. one of the best hockey fan bases Steelers, in the world. terrible towels. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the terrible towels, the yellow and black, the Roethlisburgers, the...
3: So what's the name of the Pittsburgh team?
0: I haven't quite thought of it yet, but on next week's episode, I'll give you a great name for the Pittsburgh basketball team. But they don't have a basketball team right now. They're crazy. Even the Pirates. The Pirates are bad, but the baseball fans in Pittsburgh, the Roberto Clemente days, you got the hockey team, Sidney Crosby. They're crazy, crazy sports town. And when I went to Pittsburgh, I saw it within my own two eyes. I think you put a basketball team there, put them where the Pittsburgh Penguins play their games, and I think it would be a great (laughs) spot to have a team. Pittsburgh, by the way, one of the most underrated cities in the U.S. Great city, By me. By (laughs) me. Great city. I I went with Las Vegas. Um, I I think that the
3: Golden Knights were like a a test to see how good Vegas could be as a sports city, Mm -hmm. and they really got behind them and and turned into a good franchise. Mm -hmm. Now the Raiders are there, too. I think that Vegas is becoming a sport town, and... You could really—I mean, you're going to fill the seats every night in Vegas, so Definitely. you might as well get a basketball team there, too. NBA is on the rise. Vegas on the rise. You might as well put an NBA basketball team in Las Vegas.
0: Good ideas by all of you. All right, question— I thought one of you was
3: going to say Las Vegas for sure. I,
0: w- I was actually debating it, but I went with Pittsburgh just because I'm such a Pittsburgh junkie. All right, question number nine. Your commissioner, Adam Silver— What's the one change you made to the would make to the NBA right now? You already said yours. what involves Seattle. Yeah, I would basically take Sacramento and put them in Seattle, and I would take the owner
1: of the Kings and remove him.
0: That's not a bad idea for me. I went back to the All Star game. I said, you know what? Make it East first, West again. I don't like having the captains. I think. Yeah, I agree. Have the All Star game East first, West, how it always should be, how it always needs to be, and how it should be again this season.
3: I think that's uh, a great one, Justin. I just thanks. in my yeah, thanks. Um,
0: <laughs> I remember. Do
3: you remember like when? When they Like the year The couple of years Before they changed it The end of the rotation For like the east Was like Dudes that would have No chance Making yeah, the west it was, it was ridiculous um, I think that's why They changed it But like I agree It should still be East first, west For me I said This one Connor I already told Justin This Connor's gonna be like What the hell what Are Jeremy you talking said, about Vegas? I said Vegas Oh Jeremy Swinich
0: Swinich He's related to me Jeremy I hope to hey, see Jeremy. you soon
3: Hey, Jared, I said Vegas. Um, tune in more often and you'll hear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're a good kid, Jeremy. I don't care what they say, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the most backhanded compliment in the book. Um, so for my rule change, this would be a change to the overtime rules. Instead of a five-minute overtime, I would like to see a race to 15 points. Wow. I think it would be really cool. <laughs> I think it would be the, the most intense defense you've ever seen. Um, just, just a race to 15 points. You, I mean, typically the winning team scores about 15 points anyway. Yeah, you, so first one you, to hit it? Yeah, first one to hit 15 points wins the game Damn. in overtime. Wow. I, Damn.
0: I kind of like that, actually. Take the, we were talking about this before you showed up. I'm like, listen to one, Connor. Listen I kinda, to this. I, I, Connor's going to love it. I think I kind of like that. Yeah. I
1: like that idea. That's a great Call idea. Adam.
0: You have Silver's email? <laughs> Silver at gmail.com. Thank you. Jesus. It's adam.silver at nba.net. Is it really? No. <laughs> All right, what was that? Question number nine? Yes. Finally, question number 10. Well, listen, there's been a lot of good rookies this season, and some that have obviously not been too good. But that's how life goes, right, guys? Right. Which rookie has surprised you the most, and which rookie has disappointed you the most? For me, I said the surprise, LaMelo Ball. I, I thought he was going to be good eventually, but I think he's playing some good basketball right now. And I think Charlotte was a perfect spot. You had Gordon and Hayward. You have some good guards with Rozier and Graham, and I think LaMelo Ball is playing good. He's not getting a ton of minutes because you got good guards there, but... For when he's out there, he's dishing the ball, he's rebounding the ball, he's scoring the ball. He had a huge dunk last night that was on the top ten plays that I saw on Sports Center this morning. But man, Lamelo Ball—he surprised me so far. And the player that's disappointed me so far—I was high on Obi Toppin of the New York Knicks. I know he's dealt with a couple injuries to start his career, but right now I just don't see it in him. And I hope—I hope he gets better, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. Speaking of the New York Knicks, I think Connor has someone on his list. That involves the New York Knicks.
1: Um, it's the most surprising rookie, and it's actually not topping, it's Emmanuel Quickly. Manual That dude's Quigley. sick. Emmanuel quickly. I love him coming in. We were talking about the Knicks blowing out the Cavs. quickly at twenty-five. Third time this year he's had Didn't at he least. Did he have five
0: threes one night? He did. Yeah. He's real good. He's a baller. Kevin Tyree's Max at Kentucky were awesome.
1: Third time this year quickly has had at least 25 points. Quickly has been an amazing talent. I love him. He's gonna be the point guard of the future. He still hasn't started a game yet. King, wow. Shout out Frank Ntilikina. He's not getting minutes. <laughs> Shout out Alfred Payton. There you go. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and then most disappointing is honestly uh, the first pick in the draft. It was Anthony Edwards. I know if you look at the raw stats, he's averaging, he's leading the rookies in scoring with 13 points, but. He's not shooting a good field goal percentage. He's shooting the ball a lot. He's, he doesn't love to set up his teammates. Yeah. He just loves to take the ball to the hole. He loves to put up jumpers. What'd you call him? Chucker. He's a chucker. He's Mr. a chucker. He's a chucker. He loves to like, shoot the idiot. ball.
0: He's an idiot.
1: I mean, he's a funny guy, but He's <laughs> he's, he's not doing well at playing <laughs> basketball and the Timberwolves are awful. Yeah? Like, they're 14, 4 and 14. They're yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. In
0: town, still isn't back, man. I feel bad for him. All his family. He lost, like, his whole family. Shit. And then I think he got into a crash that I heard. Drunk he got driver. hit by a car. Unbelievable. Well, That's, in the, in the off-season, he drunk, got hit driver. by a car. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
1: That, oh my god. Speaking I of town. He's kind of a big target, but Jeez. he got hit by a car. Jeez. I feel bad for that, man. I. Um, so for me, is... for me, he's, he's still alive. He no, gonna, I know, but he must geez, be dealing with that. pain. Like, that, um, is, that is horrible. For
3: me, uh, I agreed with Justin. I was very surprised by Mello. I didn't like the fit in Charlotte. I thought that they had too many guards. I didn't think it would work so soon. I thought they'd have to move people yeah. um, like Terry. But it, it is working. Mello's having a very good year. Um, I didn't love his talent either. I thought, you know, he wasn't the best shooter he, you know, I didn't think I didn't think it would work with that talent. I didn't like Hayward as much. The part of it is because Hayward's playing very well. Uh, it's easy to play next to a guy like that. Um, but Melo's doing really good. And then I put a couple names down for who I'm disappointed with. The first one, uh, both of them I mean, both of them are guys I thought would have larger impacts on their team and they just really aren't doing anything for them. The first one's Devin Vassell, uh, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. I, I was pretty high on him, he was rated as one of the best shooters in the draft. Actually both guys I'm talking about are rated as top shooters in the draft. Um, yeah, the other one's Neesmith, but I'm not there yet. Um, <laughs> Vassal just, yeah, not playing, not playing enough for them and, and not, yeah, because he's not playing enough, he's not really doing anything for them right. either. Um, and I, I thought he'd be doing more. The other one is Aaron Neesmith. Um, I would have loved for the Celtics to draft a big if uh, Jalen Stick Smith was on the board. Yeah, right. But we got Neesmith and I was excited because we got the best shooter in the draft, Maybe it's a it's a knock on Brad Stevens, but Neesmith is hardly playing. Play. And up until about two or three games ago, he wasn't making any of the shots he took. Um. He he's starting to step up a little bit as a better shooter, but he's still not there defensively, and he's really not getting many minutes at all in our rotation. I know you, you uh, Who was it? It was um. More. He said the Celtics went twelve deep. Yeah. They don't. They can't go twelve deep. I still I think. Know. I still think. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. The same, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys look the same person. Um. <laughs> The Celtics can't go 12 deep, but I think Neesmith should be in the rotation. Yeah. Um, and Carson Edwards should not be. I don't know how many times I can say that. But <laughs> yeah. get, We'll find but out get, what happens tonight. Get Carson Edwards out. Get Neesmith in, even if it's just to get the guy experience. He needs to be playing more to improve. Um, but at this time, I'm, I'm disappointed in what he's done for the Celtics.
0: Definitely. Well, you guys, some very good answers to these very good questions. And, Mari, tremendous job. If you're still listening, you're probably getting ready for the – Providence game today, but it was very good to have Mario Hirsch going on on week 22, all the balls. We really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Next week, tune in Saturday morning, week 23. We will have our Super Bowl special. The Super Bowl is only eight days away. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, you're going to hear our predictions. You're going to hear who we think is going to win the MVP. We'll break it down by the linebackers, the offensive line, the tight ends. We'll give you our Super Bowl breakdown. linebacker coach. Yeah, you know who that is. I'd be very impressed. Next week, week 23, the Michael Jordan episode. All the Balls, our Super Bowl preview coming at you next week. For Connor Howland for Jake Platter, I'm Justin Miller. Thanks again for tuning in. All the Balls, see you next Saturday for our Super Bowl preview. Deshaun Watson to the
1: Jets. Knicks are good, baby.